Welcome to the Millennial Parents Podcast, where we discuss everything about parenthood and adulthood from the perspective of millennials. We are your hosts, Lizette and Damien, creators of Millennial Parents, and it is our mission to highlight the real and raw ups and downs of our journey. It is important to note we are two average millennial parents who are simply faking it till we make it. Therefore, we will not be providing medical advice. Everything we share is based on our learning experience. As always, seek your medical provider first. Don't forget to subscribe and rate our podcast. This will help build our community of millennial parents. Please follow us on Instagram at Millennial Rents and visit our website for exclusive content. Episode four, welcome back to the Millennial Rents Podcast. And if you're new, we are your hosts, Lizette and Damien. Episode four is all about discussing our quote unquote birth plan. We'll highlight what's important to us during the labor process, what we've been up to this week, and how we've been trying to enjoy these last few weeks of being just millennials and not millennial parents. Um, I can't believe it's been a month since the birth of this podcast, and we are five weeks from our due date. Thank you all for supporting, and let's jump into episode four. Yeah, so like Lizette said, this episode is about us... um, our experience right now as we are still just millennials and not really millennial parents yet, but I'm not going to even lie. I've already taken it on fully and I am, I'm going with it. I I, I love it. And, and, and I'm rolling with the punches, you know, um, we actually just went to a, uh, kid's birthday party, uh, like baby's birthday party. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of cute little babies around a lot of little kids around and all that. And I was like, wow, we're actually, parents now we're like starting that that cycle that that whole life's like you know where you know you constantly go on to birthday parties and and hanging out with little kids and stuff like that so we're there yeah. and we just the whole time you just couldn't help to think but oh man Maya's gonna be here soon right. and we just can't wait for her to yeah so I'm loving it I, I think that go I, places with her yeah exactly <laughs> as much though. Even though it's still a pandemic, but um, yeah, I mean that's true. But I mean, as much as as much as we're not quite there yet, it's it's been amazing talking to all all these different parents and hearing all their different kind of um, experiences that they had during you know their labors, their early pregnancies, their you know third trimesters. You know what I'm saying? Right before birth. All these stories and all these tips and things that that all all of her friends and all all of these baby parents are are giving us have been so amazing. It's and and it's it's also kind of been opening up my eyes to really really what uh, this uh, the next coming weeks will be. So um, I'm actually really excited to talk about that later in the episode too. Yeah, um, it's like it's such a trip now. Whenever we hang out with friends, when we do. Um, now we're just talking about parent stuff. Yeah. This is this is a time in our life where we're no longer, you know, it's joking great. around. Yeah. Just like well, now we're talking about parenting stuff and everything that we all of our conversations are is all about yeah. our kids and cookouts, barbecues, <laughs> hanging out. You know, trying you know, to trying to always have our 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 kids like you know having friends and hanging out with each other kind of yeah. you know keeping them connected and stuff yeah so it's, it's it's interesting it's all going really really fast right now but it is. it's it's, a, fun. it's a trip just yeah. being with your childhood friends and now talking about us bringing our child yeah. into the world is pretty cool pretty cool you could do all the research but talking to people about their birth and their labor i feel like is a lot more meaningful to me right um, because we can hear the emotion in their voice and you right. could see the, 
looks on their faces when they they get taken back to that day and it's funny because they actually remember a lot of I mean sometimes when I talk to moms they're like it's a blur it literally right. was a blur but then once you start talking and asking details then they're like oh yeah yeah I remember that and then they start going back to that moment and I think that's what I really want for my birth I want to be able to remember everything well as much as I can yeah, I feel like there's a lot. We we've had a lot of like births around us lately. I don't know. I've been in like a, a kind of weird weird state right now because I feel like you know we've had a lot of good a good a lot of good results and 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 prenatal prenatal you know tests are all been positive and all that good stuff and yeah it's been pretty smooth yeah and uneventful uneventful yeah and I just kind of been feeling like feeling really comfortable and really confident about things you know what I mean. But then as soon as we, you know, started going to parties and hanging out with more other parents and stuff like that and hearing about the actual labor, I was just like, whoa, like there's so many more scenarios that are just kind of like free for alls or like, you know, you know, it's not it's not going to be perfect. And that was what kind of like has now got me to the point where I'm not like as confident as like, you know what I mean? I'm not like I'm, I'm like getting to the point where I like I'm getting like worried about the pregnancy time so i've been doing a ton and ton and ton of research lately just because i'm like trying to ease my own stress and anxieties and stuff like that yeah um, so we've reached week 35 and you know we're pretty much done with all the testing that we've that are offered yeah. to us so we're over that those uncertainties and like the scare of you know getting the blood test back and the you know the ultrasound and making sure her organs okay and all that that was that was a different type of um like worry and now we're just focusing on the actual birthing process which is something that you know they can't really tell you what it's gonna be like because it everybody is different right so it's a different yeah so here (laughs) so hearing all these different stories have really allowed me to understand and take in also better how this how this laboring process is going to be and it's going to also be a little bit more uncontrolled than I specifically like Lizette Lizette knows that I'm a very like I like my environments really really extremely controlled like I'm I'm very you know to my own habits and to my own things you know what I mean I don't like things to be kind of you know different or or whatnot mm-hmm. you know so this will be interesting, but I'm definitely getting myself prepared, and and that'll be a little bit what what later later in the episode is about and everything like that. But um, her friends have really given given us some some good insights and some good um stories of their own, and and you know things to keep keep in mind about and watch out for. You know, I was yeah. talking to her best friend's husband, and he was he was telling me some things to watch out for in labor and stuff like that, and. People have been really helpful, you know, because everybody's been trying to scare me and freak me out with the whole, yeah, you're going to pass out. I already know Damien. He's he's <laughs> he's done. He's going to he's going to pass out. <laughs> um, but I'm 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 really I'm really I'm, I'm going to try and stay strong for Maya and Lizette and I'm <laughs> I'm I'm sticking to it. I'm not going to pass out. I'm, I'm going to be prepared. Try. So. There's no trying. Yeah, it's I'm not. Happen. I'm not. I'm not going to pass out. <laughs> if I do pass out, then then something crazy came out, Lizette. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, we'll also discuss a little bit later, but I am uh, I just wanted to highlight that I am a little bit more um, at ease that I our hospital has changed its policy to where my mom will be let in. Yeah, that's really cool. So um, now that we're in the orange tier and um, we're doing we're getting we're getting out of this thing. thing. Slowly. Thank you all for coming together and masking up and getting vaccinated and stuff now things are starting to change and um so at least my mom will be there for not only for support for me but also for damien him and my mom have a good relationship too so she's super supportive super um, comforting it'll be good for her to be an extra pair of eyes for him because to be honest I'm more worried about him than I am anything else. She doesn't else. need to be. I got this. I got this. <laughs> so at least I'll be able to <laughs> breathe a little bit. Um, yeah. No, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be great having her mom there. Her mom is, is is really helpful and she's she's she understands my personality really well, too. Uh, like like we already mentioned in past episodes, 
you know, me and her dad are a lot alike. So I think that her mom will definitely make she she'll maybe be able to see if if things are getting crazy for me. It might be like, all right, David, you need to go wipe your throw some water on your face or something. I think she'll be able to catch that if if it happens to me or something like that. So it'll be good having her. Um, but yeah, um, other than that, this this past week, um. Some 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 DIY dad stuff. I worked on our bassinet, got that set up. That was the easiest thing in the world. Um, and it was actually fun putting it together because it was so easy. You know what I mean? You quickly get it together. It looks, you know what I'm saying? It looks great. Um, it yeah, it rises so, and, and goes up. Yeah, tell, tell uh, us some more about it. Was that? Well, we decided to get a bassinet for her um, in addition to the crib, because we still want her in the same room as us for the first six months. Yeah. Um, and we hope to not have her sleep with us, but we'll see how that goes. Um, but the bassinet is a sleep by me, side by me, whatever you want to call it, bassinet from Baby Delight. Um, and it like pulls up right next to your bed. It even came with some straps to. Yeah. Um, attached to your bed on the yeah, bottom, you can so anchor it, latch it down. You yeah, know, just it makes it nice and safe. And um, and it's super, like it, it doesn't take up a lot of room. No. It's breathable. Yeah. it's super accessible. You can open it up really cool, like and and lay kind of like have some have it like more accessible to the baby and you from the bed. You know, mm -hmm. so um, we we definitely suggest it. I like it a lot. I think it. I think it's really nifty and like i said it raises up and down which is really cool too mm -hmm. um and like i said it was the easiest thing i've put together so far yeah um, it was, took less than 15 minutes to yeah, put together yeah, yeah. but so. i mean i did still have my screwdriver handy <laughs> just in case no i'm just kidding <laughs> but um other than that too we had uh we've we've uh put together maya's uh hospital bag we have that pretty much packed up we have a few more things we need to throw in there um, I did, uh, pick out her outfits, <laughs> picked up multiple ones, you know what I'm saying? Just, Just because case. we don't know how big yeah. she's going to be, if she's going to be able to and fit the one, a newborn. The one I picked and the one I really, really want, it like so tiny. It like, looks really small. Yeah. I actually, when I originally saw it, I was like, come on now. Like, is this, is this like a... A center for ants? No, I'm just kidding. No, it but, looks. Um, it just looks tiny. But yeah, who knows? So she might be. Out. She might be tiny. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah. So we don't know. We're not counting it out. It's really, really cute. Both of them, both of the outfits. So um, either way, I think y'all will love it. <laughs> um, so that was a lot of fun. I think that we we took that we took that process really serious too. You know what I mean? Like we we um we sat in the living room, kind of laid out the outfits, and you know picked it together, matched up our things that we liked. Um, so yeah, so that was exciting and, and a lot of fun. That was a good bonding time too, I think. Um, yeah, that was exciting. Yeah. But then other than that, the car seat again, we're still struggling with it. Although you know? we haven't really tried. Yeah. I'm not going to gonna lie. I haven't really tried to reinstall. I've been looking for some more online stuff and, you know, more tutorials and that kind of thing. And also, I did. Um, I took a trip to the fire station. There's a fire department, like literally right down the street from us, a block away. Um, so I went to the fire department and asked the fire uh, firefighters what were my options and how we could uh, handle the situation. And they said they couldn't help um, because of like you know government issues or or, or whatever or whatever. Um, but they said the police department can. So um, at some point we have to uh, probably make that trip to the police department, which we're not really, you know, too too excited about. But we're gonna do it. We're gonna go there like some champs, and we're gonna make yeah. it happen for Maya. Get her car seat locked in, and make sure that we don't have to worry about anything there. So well, we're hoping to get it locked in ourselves, because um, yeah. But I mean, I still want it checked. I still I still think it should be checked at least for safety precautions. Like I mean, I I I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'd rather stay away. I, me too. I would too, but <laughs> but um, it needs to be checked. I think, and I would suggest everybody else out there who who's doing the car seat and new baby to have it, you know, professionally checked too. But yeah, that so 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 our week has been pretty productive. We're 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 I've, I, like I said, I I feel like we're full fledged parents now. Even though Lizette's saying that we're we're not quite there yet. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like it, you know, the duties, the daddy duties are starting to happen and the mommy duties, I feel like are starting to happen. Um, yeah. And it's been, it's been fun. So 
Yeah, um, I we've guess been not... we've been chipping away yeah. at things, so it's been nice to just kind of do things little by little here and there. Um, and it's just like last minute stuff, yeah. not really decorating or anything, but everything that she needs is all set up. So that's she's good to go. Yeah, and now it's supposed to be our time, you know, me and Lizette bonding time, mm-hmm. which is that's been pretty nice. Yeah. How's that been? How have you been enjoying that? How have you been enjoying your time with me? It's been good. We've been tell the people how awesome I am. (laughs) (laughs) We've been um, we've just been hanging out in the house. Um, Yeah, we keep it simple. We don't we we don't you know we we don't go out too much. Um, Yeah, and I I really would much rather just be at home because I don't like to change into regular clothes to do things. So um, it's been nice uh, to to just be home and you know some occasionally go on a walk or something or go somewhere outdoors. But we've been playing a lot of Overcooked. Overcooked. We've been watching some true crime documentaries which are my favorite the crown we've been watching the crown a lot yeah Um, if you guys want to follow us on twitch too if you guys want to follow us on twitch too millennial dad journey we play we play overcooked usually in the evening so check us out baseball's back on yes so we've been watching the padres yes we try and watch every padre game together at least the only game that i haven't watched was the no hitter that's oh, the only yeah, game of yeah. this season that I did not Did we not watch. even catch a couple innings of it? No. Really? Wow. <laughs> we blew it. So, yep, of course. We're usually on that. Um, but, yeah, no, it's been great. I feel like our bonding time has been really incredible. I mean, it has been since COVID, you know what I mean? Like, it's been just us two, and, and we, you know, we, we've been, keep, you know, staying out of each other's hair, but at the same time, you know, kicking it for a good bit of time. And you know what I mean? I feel like that's the thing right now. We're finding good balance of, of dealing with each other and not, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, just yesterday she went on a walk by herself to, uh, well, not by herself, but with her, with her friend um, to Balboa Park. And that was something that they did, you know what I mean? And while they did that, I, you know, I played some video games and did some other work and stuff like that. So, you know, there's time, times of days where we, you know, get away from each other and stuff like that. But um, we have been bonding and spending a lot of time together, and it's been great. And I'm gonna miss her when Maya gets here. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, I think I feel like bringing a child will either bring you closer or will break you. So right. here we go. We'll see. It's either make it or break it when she comes. I'm right. Just kidding. Uh, it'll be make it. I'm gonna break it. <laughs> no, but um, just honestly, just kind of not even really thinking about like the big things of doing things with each other but more of just cherishing like the little things that we can do right now which is like be able to wake up and go get coffee or something or like something like that something that's you know my favorite i like to take take a drive to the sunset hills right sunset cliffs sunset cliffs in san diego it's so hey, beautiful. Let's, let's just go know? for a drive or yeah. hop in or whatever. So kind of just tennis. We play tennis um mm-hmm. on Sunday. Well, I play every day. Lizette Lizette plays on Sunday. Well, we she plays through the week sometimes with me too. Um but that's a lot of fun. Um we don't we don't you know, we don't get too crazy right now with working out, um, just because she's getting really close. Um but usually that's something we always do together is workout and stuff like that. So we definitely suggest, you know, you guys finding some good bonding time and working out if you could do that. Yeah. And spending time with our little Rossi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who Rossi's he, been... he definitely is our dog. He definitely knows that. Yeah. He's so he, excited. He's, she's coming. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he goes to her car seat like at, like at some mm. point every day and he's like, where, why isn't there a baby in here yet? You know what I mean? Checks so, on her crib, yeah. goes in her room. So we're super excited. Yeah, yeah. We're giving him a lot of attention right now, too. So, But also this week, or this, yeah, last week, in the between from episode three to episode four, which was the driving force for episode four, is we did have a little false alarm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. The false alarm. <laughs> but I think the false alarm was like... The ultimate like moment where it was like a aha moment. It was like a you know get things rolling moment, but it was yeah. also like a 
you know, you're not doing bad moment. You know what I mean? It was but, it was a reassuring, but it was also something where you were like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's time to. And that's kind of what got us rolling to get Maya's back together and all that other stuff and get Maya's bass in it. So that's why we actually have stuff to talk about with y'all today. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the false alarm was, uh, it was a good one. It was a good one. Um, so you want to kind of jump into how, how it yeah, started so, like, and how really you... quickly, um, I went to Target by myself um, and I I got there and like within 10 minutes of being there, I felt like my water was leaking or I was feeling something leaking. And the the morning of this day, I was I woke up feeling very weird. Yeah. I was like something was up that day. Like at the start yeah. of the day, she was already saying like something was up. She wasn't feeling right. And I and I at this point, I was already like, whoa, like these, you know, these things she's saying, these symptoms are like kind of serious. You know what I mean? Like. I was like, this sounds weird, you know? But yeah, at the same like time, my, I just thought it was some morning, morning. Yeah, it was like my stomach was hurting. It was like I kind of felt like my back was really hurting. Um, and I was just so tired. And I was getting some like kind of sharp pains just right. a little bit. But they were like for like 10 to 15 seconds, which right. probably like Braxton Hicks contractions or whatever. But um, But anyways, I went to Target later in the afternoon. Um, and 10 minutes in being there, I felt like I was leaking. Um, and so I immediately decided that the best thing to do was to leave. For one, I was uncomfortable. Um, and for two, I was like, this could be, my water might be leaking. I knew it wasn't broken. And I knew that like, it wasn't a constant flow. So I knew that it wasn't broken, but it could have totally been like a minor leak. People right. have a slow leak. Yeah, like too much leaking or yeah. you know what I mean. Um so I thought the best thing to do was go home and um I obviously called my best friend. She calmed me down, talked to her through the whole way ride home and um and then I told Damien I right when I got home I said I think we should just go to the hospital because I'd rather, you know, go and tell me, you know, hopefully they tell me nothing. Cause at this point it was 34 weeks. She would be considered preterm. So we were scared that, you know, if something were to happen, something could happen to her and that wouldn't be, we're not ready for labor. So we were hoping that it wasn't the water breaking or anything, but we just wanted to make sure. So, right. um, and, was and I that, wasn't, was that was freaking out. No, she wasn't, she was, she was pretty calm about it, but she was a little, a I little just, worried. And yeah, I, I feel like it was, she, you, it was a mom moment. I think, you know what I mean? She was just like, wanted to like cross all the T's dot the I's and like, you know what I mean? And I was like, you know, in I my knew, head. I just, I, yeah. I knew I wasn't like my, I knew my water didn't break. I was just scared that. There was a slow leak or right. something, and that could lead to infection right. or whatever. And if that were the case, then I would just have to go on bed rest, and they would do all of this other things. But I wanted to make sure she that I knew right. I wasn't in labor. I didn't have any right. contractions or anything, so I just wanted to make sure. But anyways, we went. Long story short, everything checked out fine. I, The nurse said that I looked like a normal 34-weeker, and... Mm -hmm. Damien got to go into triage with me. Right. Which that was a great experience. I'm so glad that we had the false alarm for that. You know what I mean? Like the false alarm was was so much more than just a false alarm, you know, you, you guys. It was like our our moment to understand and trust our our uh practitioners or hospital or or mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. And um I feel like they they handled it really well and I, I feel comfortable about when the situation actually handle I mean happens that you know what I mean we're we're dealing with good competent people, you know what I mean? It was a good experience, you know, like, yeah. like triage was a little like uh, like it wasn't what I expected. Like it was really small and like <laughs> and I'm just like again, I don't know, maybe it's like maybe I'm just like freaking out, but like I expected to be like mass chaos, but we were like the only people there and like there was like two nurses who were just talking about like their family life and it was really chill and i was like what the heck how come there's not like babies being shot out and like you know what i mean how come 
you know, but I don't know. Maybe it was just really slow that day or something like that. But there was one other girl who was there or woman, I should say. And she looked like she was going through a time. So she was walking the halls, getting trying to get the baby out. Definitely. um, Yeah. Looked like she was trying to do an unmedicated birth because she wasn't hooked up to anything. But and she. And her birthing partner was there supporting he was, her. It looked like he was already overwhelmed and like, whoa, whoa. You know, so I think that it was definitely happening for them. You know what I mean? Getting to that point, you know, it was warming up. Yeah. And um, But other than that, you know, it was really low key. Like, I, I thought like a lot of babies be born a lot, you know, but. Yeah. So it was it was a good thing that we went. I had a good peace of mind. Um, baby looked great. And. Yeah, we got to listen to her heartbeat. Yeah. They, that was good. Listen to her heartbeat for a full hour. Yeah. So we got to had, hear her emotional roller coaster of a heart race up and down and yeah, up and down. She had a good non stress test. She was yeah. pretty she was moving and grooving in there yeah, too. It was awesome. So it was a great it was a great experience, even though it started off a little bit, you know, scary and not the greatest. But it also, you know, it leads us to to our next point or my next point, I would say. And um Kind of how I felt throughout this whole false alarm was I was feeling good because I, I at this point I just we well not we just had uh done the party but we had the party you know what was it that weekend yeah mm-hmm. so um so at that point I had already started kind of my research because after hearing like some of the labor s- stories and stuff like that that people went through and some of the scenarios I wanted to you know do some more research and kind of like you know see how how like you know you know freelance sometimes these labors go and stuff um so i had already read a lot and i had already kind of heard about uh, a false alarm that usually happens during a first time parents um third trimester so um i already knew i already knew i already had a really really good understanding of signs of labor so that was where i already like whenever lizette woke up that morning and she told me how she was feeling I was already like, whoa, like, that's weird. Like, some of those things she was saying was a lot like, like, signs of labor. I was like, but at the same time, I was like, it's not really, like, I was like, it's I don't think it's really here because. Preparing. You're preparing, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I don't think it's really here because we're so far, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're still so far away. So I was like, it's not that. But at the same time, a lot of those things she was saying was, was signs of labor or whatever. So um, after that happened and we actually went to the hospital and found out everything was okay, I started feeling really good because I was like, oh, great. Like, at least I am now understanding these scenarios. I'm knowing about these signs of labor. I'm ask- I'm knowing better how to ask her how she's feeling. I'm knowing better what that means. You know what I mean? And that kind of just brought me to like a point where I was like, as a dad or as a labor partner, I kind of feel like we should kind of take the charge on the whole birthing plan thing. We, yeah, and I will say Damien really has been, um, he's been talking about birth plans more than I have. Yeah, I've been um, annoying. I've been like going crazy <laughs> about it. Like every day. I'm not like, annoying, but it's something that definitely needs to be yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about it. <laughs> yeah, you're just excited. Um, but he's been reading a really good book. Yes, the um, the birth partner by Penny Simkin. Yeah, it's a really good. It's book. really really good. Mm-hmm. So this book actually, and this book actually helped me get over what my problem was earlier on in the pregnancy, which I would say it was like I was scared and worried about having to learn all this like medical labor lingo and all this like dense medical stuff about birth and all that. And I was like, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't really interest me. And it's going to be hard for me to get into it or hard for me to read books about it or whatever, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. But this book right here is really, really like really friendly of a read. And it allows me to understand and take things that I want to, research more or I want to understand more or um even that scares me like if I read something in here and it and it and it's saying it's you know it goes into detail about it if it kind of scares me I'm like whoa that's like that freaks me out a little bit um then I can go and I can find do do my own research into it and you know find comforting points about it or even find things that I just need to feel like I need to know just in case this comes up later on you know in the in the in the uh, labor and delivery yeah. part and it's written 
in it's written for the birth partner right. so yeah it comes with like checklists and it's really really a lot of pictures it's really friendly of a read i really in, uh, have enjoyed it so far and it's really helped so far so i would suggest it to everybody yeah and so um i'm very thankful as a birthing person that damien has taken this role seriously um because we both we i know that i'm not gonna be able to do this alone and so to have a partner who is you know doing everything that they can to support me is super critical um and i know i without without any doubt however our labor goes whether it results in a c-section or whatever i know that um I'll be the decisions that we make will be will be confident in them because we've talked about it and both of us right. have done everything that we could and researched beforehand. So regardless of whatever happens, I know that we'll be confident and right. prepared and and, and that is why fellas take charge, take the lead on the birth plan. It is going to put you in a place to where you're confident about you know, talking, being in these conversations about labor, birth, you know what I mean? It's going to put you in a situation where you possibly will see some things that you don't need to wait to see. You know what I mean? So um, go ahead and do it. You know, take the charge and, 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 and you know, get researching and learn about it, you know. Um, but I do want to I do want to, you know, go a little bit into detail on the birth plan just because my whole thing about the birth plan was it to me, it's like a mythical type thing. It's like. I feel like people don't. Some people don't really take it that serious, and I and I and to me, I don't like that. I'm a, I'm a planner. I've always been a planner and a prepper. Um, so I I just really want to want to convey why I think it's like important. You know what I mean? So like, if you don't have a birth plan, you know what I'm saying like the things that need to be communicated about like your birth, your options, your opinions on things, all those stuff. You you you're gonna leave that like to be like. F- you know, freestyle communi- communicated while everybody's in the heat of the moment of like actual like birth and labor. Like mm-hmm. you could be, you could have been caught off guard. Like, you know, some of you might be at work and you might randomly just get a call. Like your, your wife's going into labor or your partner's going into labor. You know what I mean? You just jump in the car and head there. You know what I mean? Yeah, you plan to be unprepared or you plan for the unexpected. Is yeah. Pretty much what this is. That's why it's kind of iffy. I think a lot of people steer away from a birth plan because of the name of it, the birth plan. Like it's like you can't really you can't really plan for plan. it. Honestly. It shouldn't be called a birth plan. I don't know what another name for it should be, but um, it's pretty much something that you it's know, just documenting your preferences and and, and your ideologies yeah. on things. And and again, having all that stuff pre thought out pre-communicated and discussed between you and your partner or the important people in 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 that decision making process and then again having that in one centrally located place so you can give it straight to the doctor or nurse or um president of the united states you know if it gets that serious you know no i'm kidding but seriously that's it you know what i mean like you want to have it all summarized and down and concise to where it can be read by them quickly communicated between their team quickly and they can let you know if all things are 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 as planned that 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 your uh, your choices can actually happen but that's something else to keep in mind too sorry to cut you off with that but the birth plan has to be has to be flexible everybody mm-hmm. because you never know what you, you know these practitioners you know, methods are or their beliefs and things like that are. But that's why you also need to, you know, discuss some of these things beforehand, too, because you definitely want to know what your what your practitioner, you know, does and doesn't do beforehand so you can make the right decisions on, on your birth plan and you're not getting in there surprised by anything. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, I will say um, us millennial parents are in a good in a good state right now because we have a lot of resources yeah, and so we're much able information. to there's no excuse we're able to advocate a lot more these days than our parents were able to um there's a lot of like routine procedure there's a lot of procedures that were routine back then that are no longer routine now like episiotomies if i guarantee you any moms if you ask your mom if they had if your mom delivered vaginally or not but if your mom delivered vaginally ask her if she had an episiotomy and i guarantee you they will say 
Yes, because that used to be a routine. And now being a millennial mom, that's like something that is a hard line for a lot of moms. Like, no, I'm not getting an episiotomy. You're able to tell your provider that. And so I think we've come a long way. There's still a long way to go, but us millennial parents have a lot more access to information and we have, we're able to advocate for ourselves and actually make a lot more decisions than we actually think. So a lot of us are missing out on some of this information and we would hate to go into the room not realizing that, hey, I can actually say what I want in this situation or we can tell them our preference in this situation. It doesn't have to be just because they say so. Do it. So this is part of also another reason why you want to make a birth plan, even though it won't go right away. Your birth plan might be thrown at the door, but at least you know your options beforehand and you know what they're talking about. And and, and I don't think it'll be thrown out the door because a lot of it will still be useful, like even if it's like newborn care stuff. Well, which how about this? I'll actually kind of give you give give everybody kind of what what I think is necessary for a birth plan. Just like the main topics, main points. You should obviously have like your personal information section. You you need like a before birth, so that'll deal with like all all your all your um you, your 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 medical stuff before before the actual labor, and then you have during labor and delivery. Then you have newborn care. So there's different sections to it. All those different sections kind of have like their own kind of um, topics and things you need to hit on and stuff like that. But that's why it's like important because it's a lot. It's a lot of different processes and a lot of different parts, and they all have smaller part processes and parts to them. So again, um, you wanna you wanna kind of have it on paper. I feel like, or at least like, you know, mm-hmm. documented. But yeah, yeah. So a lot of it is really like, um, and it, it's really another tool to just get you start thinking about like, yes. wow, what do I really? I know moms are like, there are moms where they're like, oh, right when I get there, I don't want to feel anything. I don't want. So sometimes, but you need to think about those things. Yeah, you you need to. At least know, you know what I'm saying? Like, know when you can, when you should, when you shouldn't, you know? Right. So, like, it's it's a good thing for you to look over and see what are your different options. Um, right. Especially when it comes to, like, pain management. Um, that's a really big mm-hmm. thing, a really big hot topic for moms. Um, we actually have a lot more say and what we want as far as pain management wise and there's a there's different options of course everybody knows about an epidural but they don't know about all the other mm-hmm. different um different options out there right. so um just knowing the pros and cons of each and then you make that ultimate decision for your own body um right and Being able to, especially, and this is why it's important for your partner as well to kind of be, I mean, be part of this whole thing. Because like Damien said, when you're in the heat of the moment, especially the birthing person, you're not going to want to make these decisions when you're not in the best state of mind. So if you and your partner discuss it beforehand and, you know, are on the same page, then you have to, don't have to worry about any of that. So the communication piece will be there. Um, but that was another big debate for not a debate, but it's been something that Damien and I have been talking about, um, unmedicated versus a medicated birth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, that's, I've, that's been a, a, a big one for me. And obviously, I my hope for this pregnancy is to be able to do a vaginal birth and to be able to do it med- unmedicated. Obviously, I'm not married to that. Of course, I want Maya to come how she comes and whatever measures that takes for her to get here safely and for me to be safe is what's going to have to happen. But I do know and understand that when you can manifest these things and you don't want to you know think that think bad about Mm -hmm. the labor process you want to 
groom your mind to think that your body yeah. was made for this and right and i don't think i i personally too i don't think that like i don't have anything against an epidural or anything like that but me i i just think that the way it's naturally done i feel like it's probably more safe you know what i'm saying in a sense that i i just want i just want maya and lizette to be you know what i'm saying I want their well-being, and you know what I'm saying, to be, like, first and foremost, you know what I mean? So, well, and that's something that he also, he, we also had to kind of educate ourselves yeah. on. So, Damien, you know, like, hearing that an epidural has fentanyl in it is really scary for him. A know? lot of it. Like, at the end of the day, for anybody who's listening to this, if you've heard about an epidural and how it gets handled and what's involved and all that stuff from someone... Throw that out the window. Do your own research first because it just sounds, it just, yeah. no one, no one knows the right way to put it to actually make it understandable in a medical sense and how it, how, how uh, stable of a medical practice it is. Is, mm-hmm. is that what, yeah, like how, you know, how confident you used. can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and how actually it works and stuff like that. Cause when you hear fentanyl and stuff like that, it's autumn, you know what I'm saying? That kind yeah. of stuff is automatically scary. I think, I think that really was what <laughs> threw Damien out the door. So um. do your own research, <laughs> learn and, and, and then, and then from there. But like I was saying, I, I still think it's a scary process just because, you know what I'm saying? It's with the spine, other things involved and everything like that. But again, knowing, knowing how things actually work and, 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 feeling more comfortable about it is is puts me in a different place than I was before mm-hmm. so that helps um yeah and for me honestly the thought of going unmedicated isn't isn't because I'm scared of of the like risks or anything of an epidural I'm I'm confident I'm really actually glad that I have that option to fall back on because best believe I'm not going to be superwoman and if i can't handle it then i will ask for an epidural which by the way there's a big misconception out there that you might you can't don't wait too long to ask for an epidural because it'll be too late um that's not true you can get an epidural anytime you want you can get it as early as you want you can get it as late as you want that's what we learned at our baby um webinar at sharp um one of the anesthesiologists was a panelist and he said that you can get you can get an epidural at 10 centimeters if that's what you need as long as the anesthesiologist is available and you're cleared with all your blood work the one thing that they do say is that it's not like an on-demand thing once you request an epidural it might take anywhere from an hour 20 minutes to an hour for the anesthesiologist to come down so that's what's to keep in mind. But as far as your health and the progression in labor, it does not matter. So it gives me a peace of mind to know that I have that option and I will take that option if I can't take it anymore. And um, it'll just be better for both of us, for me and for the baby. <laughs> um, but for me, deciding that I want to do unmedicated is really just because I want to feel this natural process. I mean, birth is the most natural thing that we can do. Um, it's the most natural life process that we have. And so, um, I just want to be able to experience it in that way and kind of see how my body reacts to something like this. And who knows, I've never been in like something painful, there's, I've never really been in so much pain, so I don't know how I'm going to be able to manage it. But I will say that these past almost nine months now, I've been grooming my mind to think that my body is made for this. And, right. um, and so That's good. regardless, I'm going into it with a mindset that I can. And if I can't, I don't feel like I'm a failure. Obviously, there's options. There's reasons why they have these other options for us mamas. So it's just, it's just really the birth plan is just getting you to think about who you are as a mom and how you feel like you're going to handle this process with everything being thrown at you. Um, And for dads, it's you 
getting to getting up to speed with everything that mom's probably already there and everything like that. But now it's you getting yourself comfortable and confident so you can uh, hang out in the room and, and be, be a, a, a contributing factor in the room yeah. other than just standing there and passing out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I feel like a lot of what I would fear as a mom, first time mom, especially is, Especially if you don't have a medical background and you're not very in tune with your body, just thinking about you laying on that table and having all these people around you while you're going through this and not knowing what's going on is very scary. Um, and I would encourage moms to really understand that you have a lot more control over things when you know what's going on and really it's not like you need to have some special medical degree or anything it's just taking the time to learn you can literally learn so much just off instagram <laughs> yeah and being YouTube able too. to yeah Reddit. so wikipedia, not wikipedia stay away from wikipedia <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um and then there's and then also damien said the newborn care too um which is yeah that's, a lot that's of actually us, a lot a, a big part of it i think yeah a lot of us don't think about or at least i don't think about like the options of what happens with the baby after right. um considering like cool. everything goes smoothly yeah, yeah, yeah. um and the baby is okay um and we actually had this conversation with Damien had this conversation with one of our friends who's a dad and he shared his experience about when his son was born and the nurse was taking the baby remember and yeah. he was saying when you're when when Lizette has her baby and the baby's out just look at her don't look at what they're doing to the baby because when he looked over, he saw the nurses like shaking the baby, smacking the baby to make sure doing all this stuff while they were doing the testing. Right. And it was traumatizing for him as a dad to see them like with this fragile baby that just took its right. first breath. And they're like, you know, <laughs> being so harsh on the kid. And um, but I think had we looked at like what the process is after and the different types of testing that they're doing you might be a little bit more at ease as to why they're doing that stuff um right so but yeah one of the things that we've really been looking at is you know the delayed cord clamping mm -hmm. which yeah. is something that i had no idea about which i learned listening to podcasts which i will in the show notes put which podcasts I've been listening to and which Instagram um, profiles I've been following. But right. um, the delayed cord clamping, that golden hour when you have that skin to skin and also like the breastfeeding stuff, that's a whole nother thing. But there's so many resources out there. Moms, there's so much support um, to make you really feel like you have power over your birth. Yeah. So I think that's what's important. Yeah, so uh, we're we're winding down. I guess we we're down to the closing remarks. Um, mm -hmm. So is that you want to go first, or or am I going first? No, you could do your twenty four seconds. All right, shot cool, clock. cool. All right, well, I'm confident today. I got a little bit of time today. <laughs> I got time today. I'm gonna let you look at the clock. I got so time. That... Oh, should I look at it? Hey, you gonna That's look at it That's what you did too? last time. I didn't look at it. You just told me. Oh, okay. I quit. I quit th three seconds off. All I right. Was good. Ready, set, go. Yeah, so um, this 24-second shot clock is pretty simple. Um, it's about communication throughout the labor process early and often as possible because, honestly, when you get to this point where you're making a birth plan, if you've been communicating really well and mom's been talking to dad and dad, you've been actually listening, you probably know a lot of the things that are actually going to be necessary in this birth plan. All right, that's it for me. <laughs> That was 25 seconds. Oh, man. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that's it. That, I just wanted to say that a lot of the stuff that's going on in this birth plan, if you guys can communicate early and often about this kind of stuff and dad, you listen, then this stuff will be whenever you get into the, the labor, if anything happens, you 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 will have an understanding of how, how mom wants things to go and you should be confident to kind of answer in her shoes. If if she's communicated properly to you, then you should be like 
mom should be able to talk through you, I feel like. And yeah. I feel like I know all of Lizette's preferences or getting to know her preferences pretty well to where she'll be able to talk through me. Yeah, and it, like a quick spiel off of that too. I think right now, Damien obviously has never experienced a birth. I've never experienced a birth. So who knows how he's going to react when he actually sees me in pain and That's he true. actually sees me going through this. It might be really hard for dads to see or birthing partners to see their partner going through something like this. It might be traumatic. It might be, you know, it it could stir up a lot of different, different things to see your partner going through pain or going through whatever it is, especially for people who have experienced a traumatic labor. Um, That's, it's not only traumatic for the birthing person it's also very traumatic for the birthing partner so creating this birth plan together helps you guys um kind of build that confidence in each other and like you know alleviates that anxiety because the day of let's be real it's going to feel a lot different you're not going to be calm (laughs) you're not going to your heart rate's going to be going through adrenaline's going to be pushing i'll be shaking (laughs) sweating my hands will be sweating yeah (laughs) So it's it'll be a very different thing once he, the process is actually happening. But right. so just really quickly that my top three takeaways for creating a birth plan. Number one is just doing your research, which we've said over and over again, and realizing that um, moms, we have a lot more control over the decisions when within the labor room than we think. Um, yes, we are thankful for the care of these medical professionals who have spent and invested a lot of time and money on their education to get to where they are now. But with that being said, there is a lot more, we have a lot more say and advocacy for our own birth. And part of that is just by educating yourself. And then number two, again, reiterate, create your birth plan with your partner. So every birth person needs a partner, whether it be your actual partner, your fiance, whoever, or whether it's a parent, a doula, a friend, whoever you have in the room with you, just get them involved in creating your birth plan and letting them know your preferences and stuff like that. And then last but not least, which I think is really important for moms is to believe in yourself. Um, like (laughs) women have been giving birth since the beginning of time. And, um, it's it's our natural process and while like it's impossible for us to fear the unknown um i think changing your mindset and looking at how your body has already taken care of you all the way to bring you to this moment and it's already done everything that it's supposed to do up until now um just trusting that it'll it'll take you through so and just empowering yourself and i think A lot of moms that I've talked to would write like little mantras and they would put it on their in their birth room. And um, a lot of moms do meditation and say things over and over again, some affirmations. So I think that's important. And just trusting that this is what you were made for. So thanks for joining. We will catch you guys next week. And do not forget to like drop us a comment follow download subscribe you guys have been awesome share appreciate y'all have a good day